Welcome to uh, North Carolina. Welcome to Freedom, Chris. He's actually, he's actually visiting us from Canada. He's a Canadian. He had to come down here for Freedom also. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. We, we had to do this here in North Carolina because I probably couldn't interview anywhere in California. Still. Canada? <laughs> in California. Yeah, California, Canada. It's about, it's about the same. But you've been locked up up there now for a while. So wel welcome uh, to Freedom here in, in the United States. Yeah, it's great. Thank you. It's great to be here to finally uh, go outside, go to a restaurant, uh, enjoy, enjoy freedom. So, so Chris, uh, we're live streaming this on, on your invention. Uh, you're an entrepreneur. Uh, company's called Rumble. I, I was just so thankful uh, that after I realized I was being censored on YouTube a uh, little over a year ago, uh, I was able to, I just looked around and, and, and found your company, and I'm so thankful that you have this technology that, that you developed. But I think for this group here, first of all, if they, how many of you have actually heard of Rumble or are on Rumble? So just walk us back, Chris, how did you, I mean, you're, you're a young guy, how did you get into this? Why did you want to develop a video platform? What does Rumble do? How did you develop it? Walk us through that story. Yeah, so I've been in the video space for like 20 years, and it was uh, 2005 when YouTube came about, and uh, I owned a, a couple of video sites. It was the times of uh, eBombs World, Break.com, College Humor, and uh, Google purchased YouTube around 2006. And when that happened, all these sites, all these entrepreneurs kind of lost their websites as uh, the YouTube was kind of integrated into that search engine, and uh, all all these entrepreneurs kind of could no longer compete. YouTube kind of sucked up all the oxygen in the room, became like the top platform in the world, and uh, left us uh, with nothing at that time. Fast forward to like 2013, I started seeing kind of a deprioritization of the small creator on all these large incumbent platforms. They, they kind of built these platforms on the backs of our aunts and uncles. And uh, by 2013, they started emphasizing a lot of these MCNs, a lot of the big creators, icons, big brands, etc. So we built Rumble in 2013 to kind of really bring back the distribution and monetization to the small creator, kind of prioritize the small creator. We thought there was an opportunity to really kind of focus on that. And it was, it, it, it did well in, in 2013, all the way till 2019. And in 19, 2019 was kind of like when, when the hammer really hit and we saw big platforms no longer pretend they're not gonna help the small creator. They started instituting rules saying, hey, if you don't have 4,000 public hours on YouTube, you're no longer gonna be monetized anymore. You need to have certain amount of subscribers, you need to have certain amount of public hours, and they're, they just became open about the fact that the small creator is no longer a, of a focus to them. So we started seeing some big growth around you know, 17, 18, 19, and then 2020 was when kind of uh, everything kind of hit the fan. And uh, I remember uh, you uh, signed up to Rumble, it was like 11 o'clock at night, and I'm like, Devin Nunes signing up to Rumble? Like, <laughs> is this for real? I had nowhere else to go. <laughs> <laughs> I remember calling one of my uh, coworkers, and I'm like, I think this might be real. Like, uh, I'm not sure, but I think so. And then uh, we hopped on the phone, and you asked me a question, and you're like, uh, if someone searches for Devin Nunes in our search bar, are they going to find my content? I'm like, 
uh, yeah, like, isn't that what's happening? Yeah, you basically thought I was an idiot. Because why, why is this guy asking me this? Of course, you know, your name's going to go. But the truth is, if you look it up on all these other platforms, uh, you won't find any of my content that I've been creating. Like, like this will ultimately, we will turn this into a podcast and a video cast. It'll be up on, on Rumble after the fact. We're running live now uh, with using your technology. But Chris, it, it was, I know it seemed like it's such a silly question at the time, but that's what we were experiencing. And we continue to experience to this day. I mean, you see, I mean, YouTube's put, you know, shutting down video after video after video, including they. I just put through one up last week just for fun, uh, because I found out that Real America Voice, who I think is also running this live right now, uh, they had done an inter interview uh, with President Trump, and they took it down. And there was nothing wrong with the video. So I wanted to basically, sh I wanted people to understand what was happening. I put it up on my YouTube channel that I hadn't used in a year. It lasted about an hour, so not, not, not very long. But let me take us back, though. What were you doing in that time frame as a young guy? Were you a video creator? Is that how you got – were you creating your own videos? Or what, what exactly were you doing back in the, at the time that you came up with the concept to, to do this? No, I, I've always been an entrepreneur, always trying to build things. I love building things. Uh, so my focus at that time was trying to just give a platform to small creators to really kind of create their content and have no preferencing in, in our searches and on our site and just give a free and fair platform for everybody to use. That was the idea, that the small creator can compete with the big creator. So you weren't a video guy developing videos yourself. You just saw an opportunity to give people a place to go. Exactly. Yeah, I was always shy from the camera. So, <laughs> well, most of what you—it's—it's it's funny because when I first went on there, uh, when I first joined Rumble, it was basically my stuff, and then you're like the home to every animal on the planet. Like, I mean, you have animal video after animal video after animal video. Matter of fact, I was so jealous. I had a bird pecking on my window the other day, so I put up a bird video on my Rumble channel because <laughs> I wanted to hang out with your other creators. <laughs> no, that, that's so true. So, like, for the first eight years, like, when you think about it, our aunts and our uncles, our friends and family were all filming home video content. That's, like, the primary type of content. That's also the content that went viral. It's also the content that made YouTube. Charlie bit my finger. Wasn't that one of the most popular? popular videos on the platform. Um, so that's the foundation of, of, all, of all these platforms, is the home-based video content. And that's where our focus wants to be. And it's not in algorithms that preference certain types of content and amplify other types of content. It's about just having a real good, clean space for you to bring your family content on and where your aunts and your uncles can compete with large creators and brands and nobody has an edge. So I want to I want to switch gears a, a little bit with you because one thing that uh, I'm sure the uh, I know the fake news has been attacking you uh, but number one you can't even vote here in the United States uh, number two we've never really talked about you know what your politics are you know at the beginning I just want to make sure you weren't going to censor me um, but you're not you're not a conservative Republican platform you're a platform for everybody right I mean you're not if if Bill Clinton decides he wants to get on your, your channel tomorrow, you'd let him on, right? 
Absolutely. Um, we want to foster all dialogue, all opinions. We, we want to have a platform where everybody has an equal opportunity to, to share their content without having algorithms step in front of that and choosing, hey, this is better than that. We want it to be what we all thought it was. And that's, that's what I'm building. And there's... And the other thing I like, I, I really like too, is that it's a it's a very clean place. It's something that where my daughters who uh, who are nine, eleven, and thirteen, they can actually, I, I can let them be on Rumble, watch Rumble, and know that they're not going to see uh, any type of, of of crazy content. It's like it's you know it's like watching kind of what television used to be. I mean, those are essentially the rules that you have on the platform. There's no violence, there's nothing, no nudity, things of that nature, right? Absolutely, so when you think about all these other platforms and their rules and policies from 10 years ago, our, our policies are essentially the same as the day we started in 2013. Uh, we just are not moving the goalposts like everybody else. We're not saying, hey, you're not allowed to have an opinion about this. You're not allowed to have a scientific opinion. You're not allowed to have a political opinion. We're not, we're not getting involved in that. We're, we have strong policies when it comes to like racism, anti-Semitism, inciting violence, the same type of policies that all these platforms had 10 years ago. The difference is, is that we're not gonna move the goalposts. We're keeping a place where we can, you can foster dialogue, where we foster dialogue, opinions, freedom of thought, et cetera. So, so one of the, uh, on, as to censoring what we've seen over the last year, uh, Rumble was the only place that you could go to and you could see doctors, uh, lawmakers, people around the globe who questioned whether or not the Wuhan virus, China virus, was developed by the Chicoms in a lab that possibly could have leaked out. That content was available on Rumble. You could go there, watch it. You could learn about learn about this. It was not available on the other platforms. So think about that for a whole a whole year. If if you had an opinion out there and you were a doctor or researcher, and you might have thought that hey maybe the Chinese were responsible for this virus. I mean that's think about the censorship that that's occurred and how many people were fed this crazy concept that somehow some weird Chinese dude ate a bat that then got the coronavirus. That's, you know what that is? That's directly from the Chinese Communist Party. It was the Chinese who said that. So you're the only place that actually allowed for people to speculate, hey, I, I don't think it was a weird Chinese dude, and I think it might have been developed in a lab where they were working on coronaviruses. Yeah, so like it's just like your dinner table. We we all have disagreements. We all have different opinions. But apparently on the internet today, we're not allowed to do that anymore. And that that's a concern. I think that you know, science itself requires challenges. So you need to be able to have freedom of thought, opinions. You need to challenge. And if it's wrong, challenge that. And I firmly believe in that. There's there's nothing stronger than having, you know, people, two people disagree and then eventually come to a consensus on something. That's that's really important and I'm not, we're never going to be here to stop that. That's that's what we're going to foster. We're going to foster people challenging opinions and having debate. That's 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 what America's all about. That's what the Western society is all about. And I don't see that we should change that.
So tell us what's in store uh, for Rumble. You've over the past year, uh, you've been. I mean, thank God you were you you were around because virtually every conservative talker, um, podcaster, nearly everyone are now uh, on your your platform. Many have been banned from. Uh, banned from YouTube and the other platforms. I mean, you you guys uh, know many of them, but pretty much everybody you can think of is now on your platform. Uh, and uh, obviously, you you welcome uh, Democrats, independents, uh, people who don't care about politics, sports. But what do you see for for what's no, what's next? You're always working on new technology, and I know you're trying to improve your app and that sort of thing, but what, what are we gonna see rolled out or what can you tell us about what you're working on that's gonna roll out over the next three to six months? Yeah, so one of the cooler features that we're gonna roll out is uh, Rumble Rants. That's gonna come out in, I would say, August, but I should probably say September. Um, the, Rumble Rants is gonna give the opportunity for, for the audience to now communicate and directly uh, Communicate with their creators that they love, and be able to, uh, you know, pose questions to them where they, where the creators can interact with the, with the audience. So we're really excited about that. Operationally speaking, we have a lot of improvements to make. We know that we're working really, really hard. Uh, we recently had an investment by Peter Thiel, so that's that's exciting. So now we can. <laughs> Now we can really kind of put the gas pedal on launching these features and not holding back. I know we've been holding back on live streaming to, to paid customers. Um, and uh, we, we're super excited to launch that for everybody for free. Now that that investment's come, we can we can do that. We're not burdensome by, the, by cash anymore. So there's a lot of things operationally that I'm really excited about. Another thing that we're doing is we really want to create an economy where, where businesses can feel safe and secure. We're going to compete against these cloud companies where other businesses can join on the Rumble Cloud. So not only are we going to go against the incumbent platforms in, in the video space, but we're also going to go against the, the cloud companies as well and provide an economy and a marketplace where everyone can feel safe and secure to be on. You mean like Amazon? Amazon Web Services? Uh, Amazon Web Services, Microsoft Azure, all, all the different incumbent uh, cloud companies we're, we're going to compete against. Well, I'm glad you're doing that because as Parler learned, uh, you can't trust being on Amazon Web Services. <laughs> they got nuked, uh, nuked from the internet. So, so kind of final question here, Chris. You, you mentioned Rumble Rant. So is the, is the idea that since we're live streaming now out, out across the country, the, the concept would be that if you're watching from home right now, you could get onto there uh, and you could type in questions that we could be reading from here and we could do a live chat and you could take questions directly from my followers. Is that... Exactly. You can interact with your audience and have a Q&A with them. They can, uh, they can put money towards the creator to like emphasize their, their, their rant that they want to do. And you can have the option as the creator to whether or not you want to interact with that. So you got, I mean, you're, 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 you've got these great, I mean, big guys that are on there now, like Dan Bongino, uh, who's there, who's been phenomenal, uh, really taking on these tech, these tech oligarchs. So Dan will be able to take questions essentially from people who are watching it live. Exactly. If he, if he exactly. wants to. Yes. Yeah. And I know, I mean, you've got Ben Shapiro on there. And uh, Steven Crowder is, is, is on there. So look, folks, it's, this is a, we have to be really thankful. Uh, imagine that we have to go to a Canadian to actually figure this out. <laughs> we, 
We can't trust anybody from Silicon Valley uh, in California, that's for sure, because they've all essentially uh, went to the dark side and they're, and they're censoring us. So thank God for, for Rumble, and Chris, thank God for you and your company for giving all of us uh, a place to, to go to to have some freedom and freedom of speech. Devin, well, thank you for uh, finding us back in uh, in August, or was, was it June, maybe? I can't remember, but over a year ago, uh, less than a year ago, um, finding our platform and putting uh, confidence in, in, in Rumble at the time when, you know, no one knew who we are, so. Well, really and, fi and final story that you guys will appreciate. So after my dumb question to, to Chris at the beginning when I said, well, are you going to be able to find my videos? Uh, I had about 9,000 followers on YouTube, which, you know, I didn't know if 9,000 was good or bad. And I think within one week, we surpassed that. We had 10,000 in one week. So I was on YouTube for years. And in one week, I had more followers on Rumble that nobody had ever heard of, except unless you like little animals of some kind, little animal videos. And then within a month, I had 30,000. By the election, I had 300,000 followers, and today I have 700,000 followers. So, which is great, and I'm thankful to, to, to everybody who is following me on there, but think about every Republican that's out there, that's still sitting out there stupidly on YouTube, sitting there thinking, oh, I've got 5,000 followers, it must, must be great, when there's probably hundreds of thousands of people who want to follow conservatives, they want to follow Republicans across the country, who can't get the followers because YouTube is censoring us. So just, just remember that, and, and thank you to everybody for, for being here today. We're going to get on with the show, but special uh, hand to Chris and his team. And thank you all. Yeah.